You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Aging Starts Now. I'm Patty Bedwell, one of the Elder Care Coordinators at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. Today, we're going to be talking about advanced directives with partner and certified elder law attorney, Barbara McGinnis. What are advanced directives? Who needs them? And when does one need them? Welcome, Barbara. Good morning, Patty. Hey, why don't we start out with uh, you telling us what are advanced directives? Well, there are many types of advanced directives that we can use. The point of each uh, is to put in place a um, a support by naming uh, an agent and maybe giving them some directives of how you want to be taken care of when you can no longer speak for yourself. Obviously, as long as uh, an individual has mental capacity to to understand, they they can control their own medical decisions um, and communicate directly with providers. But when they cannot, and it might be a temporary thing, like after surgery or during surgery, or it might be a more permanent type of impairment that would cause them to need an advanced directive, like After a stroke that leaves them impaired or the progression of a dementia diagnosis, um, there can be a variety of reasons why you need advanced directives. You need someone, a trusted person that has your best interest at heart, that knows what you want and is willing to advocate for your care decisions. Hmm. So, sounds like something very necessary for all of us. Um, You said there are different types of advanced directives. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what types there are and why we need to have them? Sure, Patty. Most often in our office, uh, I'm sure I know you're aware, we draft healthcare powers of attorney. And our healthcare power of attorney is a separate document from the durable general power of attorney. Uh, It names an agent. We recommend that you have uh, a single agent as your spokesperson and that you might have an alternate in the event that um, for whatever reason your primary agent is unable or unwilling to to serve in the future. And you, you can have a multiple alternates. But that healthcare power of attorney lets a person that ideally is close to you um, learn, you're, you're going to have to educate them, learn how you want to be taken care of in a variety of uh, situations so they can make informed consent decisions for you uh, at the time. It designates a spokesperson, healthcare providers then know who they, who their decision maker contact is going to be, and it's 
comprehensive in what types of medical decisions can be made. Everything from do not resuscitate to the need to admit to a mental health facility is included in that uh, healthcare power of attorney. Other types of advanced directives uh, would include an advanced care plan or a living will. There is a state-created form that you can find on tn.gov as an advanced care plan. We also have our version of a living will or an advanced care plan that goes through a variety of scenarios and asks, if this were your life circumstance, such as permanent unconscious state would be an example, what kind of interventions would be uh, acceptable to you if you were living in that situation. So that's an example of an, an advanced uh, care plan. And then there's there's other uh, forms and varieties of things that you can put together. Uh, a DNR, just a do not resuscitate order is a type of advanced directive. It's just a physician's order for a very limited um, uh, intervention. So then all of these things then are put in place and you share these with your agent so that no matter what happens as far as your health, they really know how to respond and react to that situation. That's the idea. You know, it's kind of interesting. Yesterday I was meeting with a a couple and we were going over their healthcare power of attorney and they completed an advanced care plan. And they were like, but what if our our child, who is um, our agent, what if she doesn't agree with some of the things that we've marked on here? Like, we don't want to be tube-fed. What if she really had strong feelings about that and, and disagreed? And I said, well, then maybe you need to pick someone else if you don't trust her to support your wishes because the standard for decision-making is that we're supposed to be advocating for what the individual wanted, what was their wishes and desires. And absent of awareness of that, the standard is what we think is in their best interest. Mm. So you really need to be particular about who it is that you appoint. And making them aware, yes, and making them aware, making sure that they are willing to support your uh, uh, your goals. Right, making sure that they can do that, that they they can do that for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, do we all need all of these advanced directives, or do we just need them at, you know, at different times in our life, maybe as we get a little older and a little sicker, or do we, does everybody need to have something like this, like this? Well, I'd certainly say everyone needs at least a healthcare power of attorney, uh, a named person that could be a legal decision maker if you could not make decisions. Because the only time we get sick is not just when we get old. We may, um, people are in car accidents all the time or motorcycle accidents. Um, we certainly saw with the in the pandemic over the last few years that COVID was non-discriminatory in terms of who uh, was significantly affected by that. Drug overdoses, 
there's all kinds of scenarios where you could imagine a person needing a medical or a healthcare decision maker. And it's, it's not just dependent on being old. Hmm. Well, that, that's good advice. That's good things for all of us to know. Um, so have advanced directives, have they always been like this? Have they evolved over the years? And, you know, cause I know, I know laws change, policies change. Are these kind of documents driven by those things? Well, they are, um, they have evolved over the years. Um, I think, uh, where we are is in a good place in that society uh, has more awareness of the need for it. But, um, you know, people still procrastinate. I think the, the most important thing is naming a decision maker and then making sure your decision maker is informed about what decisions you would want. Um, and then as that changes over time, I mean, maybe the person you named as your agent is no longer part of your life. Um, and you can update that and, and change it. Or maybe you've changed your mind because of uh, your overall set of circumstances. You've changed your opinion about how aggressive you would want to be in treatment. Certainly, if you, I think, this, this is something that's real interesting. I think people that early diagnosed um, of, of a dementia diagnosis definitely needs to sit down and complete uh, a thorough advanced care plan. Because I've seen so many families struggle with, dis- not just families, you know, spouse and families struggle with making care-related decisions uh, for a person with advanced dementia. And if they had that document, that would give them some uh, basis of, of decision-making, right? Get, have an insight into what this person would have wanted when they were still able to say what they wanted. It'd probably make them feel better about the decisions they were having to make later in life. Because certainly living with dementia influences those medical decisions for other illnesses that um, may be comorbid or at the uh, evolve over time. Mm. Do you see that as well? Yeah, yeah, I do. That's uh, that's really good advice. So I, I can really see the importance and know the importance in letting your agents, your family, everyone know what your wishes are, especially if you've had a diagnosis of dementia, and make those decisions known while you're still able to. Well, that that's, a, that's wonderful advice. Um, and I think that's about it, unless there's anything else that you'd like to add, Barbara. I just encourage people to not be afraid of putting these documents in place. It saves family and loved ones a lot of headache. It also, um, not just in the saving of angst and energy, but it can actually be cost-saving to put these uh, documents in place ahead of the time before you need them, because usually when you need them, it's too late to create them, which would drive families into conservatorship court 
And I am all about helping folks avoid needing a conservatorship if at all possible. So pre-planning um, creates a better planning opportunities. Well, that, that's wonderful advice. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, Take Us McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Please join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Take Us McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.